Look, um, we're going to be real with you here. We actually have the same intro each time. Um, I know that's like the gag that like we record a different intro every time, but it always comes out the same. But it's actually just the same intro. You might not have picked up on that. So I just wanted to give you the heads up that this is actually just the same intro that we've been using. Yep, there we go. Same one as always. Yep, same one. That was the that was the same that was the same theme song. So thank you for joining us, everyone. Welcome to the Pedal Aggression Podcast, episode four. four. This is the fourth edition. Fourth. So it would be like a new hope. There's going to be six of these, right? Potentially more. Potentially more. Ho- hopefully There's not. There's six we must do, but if we if we get a huge reason, yeah if we get a huge following on SoundCloud, we'll do more. So uh, vote with your um, v- views, people. If you really want to see more of this pedal aggression podcast crap, then <laughs> um, if you really want to hear us ramble on about like um, I don't know like what wh- wh- how often we go to like Starbucks or whatever. Which is not often. Not often. No. Uh, it's your host, Anthony Messina. And of course, that's Andy. And uh, you can find of us course. on Who SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook.com slash Pedal Aggression. And uh, you can find our music at PedalAggression1.BandCamp.com. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a rough week for me mentally and physically tasking with this new job. I got baking pretzels at a pretzel factory. Cue like the audience like, aww. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> uh, so it's a little we're 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 being a little economic with our discussion today, as they would say, uh, right. just because yeah. um, I've been having to wake up at six in the morning for the past four days, and I am not a morning person, so I've been kind of miserable lately. So I'm just going to be dead honest with you. So uh, in the world of music. Charlie Bliss has released their fourth single for this new album, Pulling a Weezer, by releasing nearly half of the goddamn album before it even comes out. This is, however, I'd say their best single. Well, who knows? Maybe it's going to be like a 20-track album. I highly doubt that. They released the track listing already. It's <clears throat> only 10 damn tracks. Um, the single is called Hard to Believe, and it is actually pretty good. And one thing that my brother pointed out, because it came on, on um, Spotify Radio or whatever, he said it sounded awfully similar to a Tiger's Jaw song, the new the new single. I don't I don't listen to Tiger's Jaw. Do you? I don't. But he put the song on, and I was like, "Oh, it sounds exactly like." That. Oh shit! Well, but yeah, they still have that new album, Young Enough, coming out in May eleventh or something like that. Right. Um, Which should be cool because it's um it's their second album. And second albums are cool because they um you can take all the ideas that you had on the first one, or all the ideas that you had for the first one but weren't didn't get to record, and you can put it on the second one. At least that's what I hope a lot of bands do. Sometimes, I know for a lot of bands, they write 20 songs for like an album cycle or whatever, and then they have 10 songs that they use for B-sides, and then when the next album cycle starts, they just record a whole new batch of songs. Yeah. 
I don't know how many songs they actually have in their back catalog. Knowing Eva, she probably has a lot. They all seem to be about yeah, her mental <laughs> problems. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think we'll wrap it up here for the first half, and then I'll come back and we'll do the second half. All right, so we're back, and we're going to be talking about recording music. Now, how seriously we'll take it, I don't know, but we'll try and have a, a discussion <laughs> on it. I um, mean, we do, we record music, like, a lot. Like, we record, like, tons of music. So, it's it's something that we don't really think about, but it's something that people on the outside might be interested in. Probably not, but we'll we'll spill the beans anyway. A lot of it's guessing. I'm just going to be dead honest and say that I don't know what the hell I'm doing really half the time. I mean, I know about levels. I know about compression. I know about limiting and uh, and all that. Well, yes. And, yes. But but a lot of songs have a different sort of... Um, <clears throat> a lot of songs have a different process. Like, for example, if you're doing a heavy metal song, process is going to be different. And that's something that I don't know about because I don't make heavy metal music. Does anybody call it heavy metal anymore? Like... Probably not. I don't think so. They probably, they're just metal. I don't record metal music, so <laughs> I don't know what the process for that is. We can only speak on our behalf. So we record music with guitar, drums, bass, and vocals. And some synths here and there. Some synths and drums. Much. Yeah. Um, so if you want to... I mean, that's honestly what goes into most music, unless you're doing like full techno stuff. I mean, I can't speak for the EDM crowd. Or the um, metal crowd. Or the metal crowd. You guys do your own thing. <laughs> I don't really know what you're doing. Um, so, sorry. In terms of the production, though, the the production of each song is, is important. I mean, we're technically making demos, but we put so much effort into it that these, a lot of the stuff that you hear, most of our songs, or I'd like to say a step above just demos. Um, so, take some time to... Focus on your levels and make sure that that you're actually looking at what you're recording, that you listen to what you're recording, and always have headphones on when you're recording. Either it be guitar, bass, vocals, it doesn't matter. Don't rush these things, you know? Pretty much with everything we've ever discussed on the show, don't yeah. rush it. And to be perfectly honest, we're still a pretty inexperienced as far as, like, recording professional quality music, like... Some of our songs are more professional sounding than others, but at the end of the day, we're still recording demos, and so we're just kind of like a couple of like idiots. We don't really know what we're doing. Yeah, because we've never worked with real industry standard equipment. I mean, some of the mics that I've used are... Um, yes. But... You know, it's a guessing game a lot of the time. In each song, we try to do something a little bit different. I might try and mic up drums differently, which that I can talk about for a while. Um, yeah. But I could say for, like, in terms of guitar, you're always doing DI. You're always going direct in. Um, just because trying to mic up an amp, there's much less you can do with that than if you just go right into your interface. Yeah. And, uh, um, well, Anthony... You just recorded a cover of Monkeys Gone to Heaven by Pixies with your good friend Nils and Julie. Yeah, uh, we worked at the Rowan 
uh, the Rowan Recording Studio, which is like a, a professional studio. And that, yeah, that's a, a professional big, big quality one. studio. Yeah. Anthony, tell us a little bit about your experience recording that and what you guys did to make it sound as good as possible. Well, you know, recording with that studio, um, luckily it wasn't too stressful because I feel like a lot of people worry about when you go into a professional recording environment, everybody's going to be running around and doing all this stuff to just make it so that you, you worry too much about, you know, like, oh, well, how's the mic placement or whatever. And I have to play the drums as well. So I'm doing two things at once, making sure that the mics are all right for at least my own instrument and also making sure that I play the right stuff. So luckily, we uh, that was actually the first time that I was working with a producer. It was my friend who's doing that for a class. But it was nice to be not having to be your musician and to be having to do production at the same time. But when you're in just a local band like us, you're going to be your own producer and you're going to be playing the instrument. So you got double the amount of work that you have to do on your own plate. And that can make things take a much longer amount of time because you're you're having to, you know, fix all the wires and place the mics where they should be and play your parts right and know all the stuff you have to do. So you're doing double the amount of work. Now Usually when a band will go into a studio that they're paying good money for that, a couple thousand dollars. But to be honest, and I've had this discussion before, you and I especially, we use a program called Ableton uh, Live 9, um, which is this thousand dollar program that we pirated off the internet. And luckily, we well, your brother did it when he did years ago, because nowadays you can't do it anymore. But um, Ableton is the reason that this band is as far as we've gotten because if we didn't have that we wouldn't have been able to do 10% of the work that we've done if we didn't have Ableton and the programs that came along with it then to be perfectly honest I'd still be working as a janitor in my local high school most bands around here they will work so much to go to a recording studio to be able to do maybe two or three songs and to be quite honest, that's a waste of your money. And I'll tell you why. Because most of the bands that I've heard that spend this much money on going to a recording studio to have some schmuck you've never met before, halfway ruin your song by changing it. And the song itself already wasn't that good to be to begin with. And you only have maybe 10 or 15 originals written. You're better off investing in a good DAW or a, a digital audio workstation, you're better off investing in something like that and like a task cam interface here so that you can get better with producing your own self and then save more money in the end by not having to spend a thousand dollars on two or three songs when we haven't spent nearly any money. And you know, to be quite honest, even if you go into a studio and record your songs professionally, you still might not get anywhere. You still, yeah. I mean, there's no, it's not like a guarantee, like, if you go into a studio, you are automatically going to make it big time. I know a, um, a band, I'm not going to mention what their name is, but they're a local band. Um, they they saved up money for, like, five years to record a full album of material, like 15 songs, and they toured on that album for, like, a year and got nowhere. So they saved up, like, I think like ten or like ten to fifteen thousand dollars to record this album, 
and now they're not a band anymore. And they haven't been for a while. Yeah, they recorded that album in 2015. They broke up in 2016. So, to be perfectly honest, if you're going to... I know there's a risk versus reward thing where you want to... You really you want to perfect the songs and make them as good as possible, make them sound really good. But you can do that. Um, you can do that just by recording in your home, or like if you don't have that, like go to a, a storage bin or something like that. Honestly, the storage bin, it's a very economic solution, and I can't endorse that enough. It's a very, it's a very economic way of recording music. And it sounds really good. A lot of people would think, oh, it's going to sound like really reverby and tinny, but no, because there's padding on the walls and it gets a very clean, isolated recording. Especially when we close the door, it sounds really good. Yeah. It sounds, sounds as good as any studio. I think we'll wrap it up there just because we're, 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 we're cutting close on the time here. Yeah. Um, but we might have a sort of... Uh, addition on recording in the next episode just because there's some more we can say but i want to keep this short for time yes yes we'll Um, we'll continue in the next episode one more bit of housekeeping we might be working on a little um sketch comedy series on youtube yeah if we we want to do everything because we want to do everything uh (laughs) that does it uh sigh of nara You remember that meme that uh, Matthew Lloyd shared? My my hands look like this, and it's a picture of some guy playing the guitar. <laughs> so hers can look like this. It's just called decline. <laughs> that oh was my the god, that's hilarious! Thing he ever shared. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Shout out to Matthew Lloyd of uh, Oblivion Crisis <laughs> and Time Fracture. And Time, Time Fracture. Fracture. He shares some funny memes, but Dude, it's funny because both of our <laughs> cards have been declined <laughs> on numerous occasions. A lot. My card's been declined yeah. a lot of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've gone into debt with the bank because oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you 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 have less than five bucks in your savings account. We're gonna charge you seven dollars because you don't have enough money. In the savings account. <laughs> well, if you know that I only have five dollars in my bank account, you're gonna charge me seven. What the fuck do you think is gonna happen? Dude, that's bullshit. It's such bullshit. I don't understand why they do that. I mean, like, oh, we're gonna charge you amount of money we know you don't have. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> so the poor just get poorer, I guess. 